0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another great episode of the Brands Corner podcast. I really hope that everyone has been doing well and staying safe thus far this summer. And so continuing on with the journey that I've taken through this podcast, I've gotten to speak to so many amazing people since I started this podcast back in March of this year. And so today's episode will be no different. So for today's episode, I have an amazing guest with me, Kiara. Not only does she help motivate herself, but she helps motivate others in what she is most passionate in, which is fitness and well-being. And so in this episode, you get to hear all about her story, what has gotten her to this point in in her life and early career, and then even her future aspirations. This is a really great interview that I was able to do with her just a few weeks ago, and I'm so glad I'm finally here to be able to share it with you all. With that being said, Kiara will be joining me here on the Brands Corner Podcast in just one moment, so please stay tuned after these sponsored messages. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Brands Corner Podcast. I really hope that everyone's been doing well. And so, you know, on this podcast, I have so many amazing guests with me who have joined me throughout uh, my time here. And so today is no different. So please welcome my guest for the day. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Hi, thank you. Thank you for your time and thank you for inviting me.
0: Absolutely. And for those of you listening who are, you know, who are just tuning in, can you go ahead and take a, um, a moment to go ahead and tell us who you are and... Yeah, and really what you do before we go ahead and get started today.
1: Yeah, yeah. So my name is Kiara Reyes and I am a personal trainer and a nutrition coach. Um, I just finished my bachelor's in December 2020 in kinesiology and health science, and I got a minor in biology. Um, my long term goal is actually to be a doctor. I want to be in the trauma unit, you know, um, trauma surgeon let's see how that goes <laughs> I'm excited um, so this year is actually me um, taking time to study for the MCAT and get all the applications all the essays all the volunteers shadowing all that in order um, so that's more or less what I do um, I currently with the personal training I train in person um, but I also work at GNC, so I have background in, you know, nutrition and the supplements and all that stuff. I've been there for three years, so yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, first of all, that is very impressive, everything that you're doing. And of course, and as I always say, truly always wishing you the best in that whole journey for you.
1: Yes, thank you, thank you. It's very rigorous and super competitive, so I can't wait to see, you know, how everything unfolds.
0: Yeah, well, that is great to hear. And so, yeah, as we really get into all about your journey for today's episode, of course, as I always begin, first of all, how are you today?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, just finished a test yesterday. Did good. It was stressing me out for a while, but you know after i finished it got a good grade um finally can breathe
0: well that is really great and i'm glad that hopefully you were able to do well in your test
1: yes yes
0: and so yeah so to start off one of the things that i'm kind of curious about is so what exactly got you into wanting uh, to be in the medical field
1: so the medical field um that is very interesting <laughs> so I guess growing up, I had more specifically in middle school and high school years, I started developing like symptoms and like just weird stuff was going on. And so I would go to the doctor a lot. Um, and I would have to go to like specialist after specialist after specialist. And eventually they actually diagnosed me with an autoimmune condition. and. So during that time of having to jump from specialist to specialist, um, I saw that I had to be an advocate for myself and for my health, um, because if I wasn't an advocate for my health, no one was going to be. Um, and then also too, I was growing up, especially in high school, once I turned 18, my mom was like, "Oh, you're gonna have to go to your own appointments now, you know, your own specialist. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm growing up. Um, so, all that knowledge that i you know all the research i did about my condition about the symptoms you know um a little girl literally talking to a doctor by herself um that really taught me um like i said not only advocate for myself but i'm like okay maybe i could do this one day maybe yeah i I would love to do this one day you know um not just help people but also I noticed that as a patient, especially with a lot of different specialists, um, doctors were kind of just writing something down and then 10 minutes and then they're out. And then again, like 10 minutes and then they're out. So they weren't really doing the deep investigative work that I needed. Um, and they weren't really thinking out of the box. They were just in their normal routine and stuff like that. So. What really, really made me want to become a doctor was actually an experience I had when I was, I think I was maybe a freshman in high school or probably even eighth grade, you know, that kind of time frame. Um, I had my face swell, like literally my face, my cheek just swelled up huge. And I went to the doctor, you know, told my mom, hey, let's go to the doctor, whatnot. And it was a pediatric ear, nose and throat specialist. And he, I told him, you know, about the symptoms that I was feeling and that it literally swelled up and it felt like it was going to explode literally. And he was like, oh no, you're fine. Like you're good. Um, You're just too sensitive to your body. And when he said that, that literally, I literally just kept that in my head I I haven't forgotten it, I haven't forgotten that day because it really impacted me. Um, And now as an adult, he should have not said that. And this is why, especially to a kid. Um, You know, you want children to tell you, hey, I have this symptom, I have this thing, Um, you know, this is weird, this is not normal for me, let's go check it out. Because if they stay quiet, who knows what you might have and go undiscovered Um, so him telling a child to you know calm down you're just too sensitive to your body you know you're complaining too much is very inappropriate um, to tell especially a child when they're concerned about their health and so that event is what really really made me you know want to be in the medical field and you know be an advocate for people who don't have voices and be that doctor who actually listens to their patients? You know, so that's kind of my my driving force into doing the whole medical doctor field.
0: Wow, yeah, that I can definitely see how like how that would definitely drive you. I mean, even for me, I mean as a as a communication major, and you know, for me and yeah, as a student, I mean. You know, I definitely like fully agree with the whole, you know, being able to, you know, to want to be able to hear everyone's like full story and like, yeah, everything that you have to say. So, I mean, yeah, I really can definitely understand that. And so, yeah. so
1: Yeah. Like I said, as a child, um, as a parent, you know, you want your child to tell you, hey, mom, this is this is what's happening to me. And this is kind of weird. Oh, hey, mom, I have a really bad headache. You don't want the a doctor to tell your child hey essentially You know, I'm just exaggerating a little bit. (laughs) Essentially, I don't want to hear what your symptoms are. You know, um, you're fine. You're just too sensitive. You know, calm down. A headache is normal. But who knows? What if the headache wasn't normal? What if, you know, the headache turned out to be something more severe, which, you know, for me, it was my cheek swelling, and it turned out to be an autoimmune condition that has progressed over years. And now I'm on medication for it. Now I have to, you know, do all of these other things. Um, And that was the first symptom of all of this developing. And so it's very, very unfortunate. But I, you know what, I'm glad it happened to me because I didn't let it affect me. (laughs) You know, I got that Puerto Rican blood in me, you know, we don't stay quiet Um, and so I didn't really let it affect me negatively. I was just like, you know what, I'm still gonna complain if I have a, you know, a symptom or of this or that. And so I just can't imagine other people who are just silenced by their physicians because their physicians just don't have the time to listen to them.
0: Yeah, that. Uh, let's, I'm really glad that you are definitely an advocate for that and that, you know, like you said, standing up for, you know, when others might be, it sounds especially like for medical stuff. I mean, like you said, I mean, these are some serious conditions and you know when you're unable to really know i mean that's like not knowing something i mean that really is not knowing something about yourself i mean
1: exactly and it could be scary and i don't think anybody should be just put down and like a doctor especially you know sometimes i know doctors and a lot of people when they do um, jobs for so many years they just fall into the routine and fall into like okay yeah yeah you know just uh uh-huh um but they have to understand that this is let's say this is the first time that this person has been feeling this way even though you've seen a million patients that have felt that way in the past it's scary for that one patient who has been feeling like this for the first time, so they need to kind of wake up and kind of change their, you know, bring back that compassion in the medical field because um, that is what it's all about. They need to remember why they even became a doctor in the first place. And, you know, it happens with a lot of different careers, you know, like I said, people get into routine and people, you know, start getting cold and start just like, ah, you know, just my day to day. And they lose sight of empathy and, you know, compassion and, and I want to say that customer service, but you know, essentially being a doctor, you do that customer service, that bedside manner. So that's, that's all important. That's, that's very, um, that's a very big part of giving good medical care
0: yeah definitely allowing for you know for the patients to really feel comfortable and like you said wanting to even you know disclose this information because and i'm sure that you can probably you know speak about this as well but you know but so many people just keep a lot of this stuff to themselves thinking that it will just go away or you know whatever the case may be
1: Mm -hmm. that's very true and then later on um it turns out that it was something bigger and if they would have spoken up earlier when they got the first symptom um, it would have been prevented or it could have been you know reversed or, or treated um, so i rather be the person that over tells you know is over worried than the person that's like oh no i'll be better tomorrow oh no i'll be it'll be good it'll go away like no, I've seen so many people <laughs> who do that and it turns out very bad. So, you know, it's it's always good to just have peace of mind and, you know, get yourself checked and just know for sure, you know?
0: Yeah, that is quite true. And actually, before I move on to the next question, um, based off of what you had actually just said, it just made me think question for those of you who are listening and actually, you know, really thinking about this. So for those people who like might be feeling some of these symptoms. So at what point do you think that you should, they should, people should actually go see someone like, should be like immediately after like feeling the first symptoms or just monitoring it for a while?
1: Um, I think it shouldn't be like, you know, the first day of the symptom, okay, you know, Uh, but monitoring it for a little bit. And if it stays for a few days, um, let's say this pain or, you know, a lump or, whatnot um monitor it for for a couple of days maybe a week or so and if it continues to be like of concern or if it's growing or if the pain is getting severe or if it doesn't go away um, then i would recommend you know going getting it checked out and kind of just see you know if there's anything going wrong and if not you're good you know but at least you took that step to make sure you know
0: yeah yeah well I'm really hope that first of all, that that helps anyone who was wondering that <laughs> who may be listening. But, you know, but I think even going going further. So yeah, ever since then, how was your you know journey to, you know, to get to medical doctor? It have been since there, because I because I believe your last story was either beginning of well, you said either beginning of high school or eighth grade around that time frame. So so how's everything been you know, since that point?
1: Um, yeah, so since then. I just always had, OK, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a doctor, you know. Um, and so just, you know, researching medical schools. I finished my bachelor's, and that's one of the requirements to apply to medical school. Um, I've had a few healthcare jobs. I've been super nerding out about, like, certain things. So I, like, read on my own um, about, know, different conditions, just, you know, educating myself. Um, Also working at GNC, I have learned a lot, a lot about holistic, um, kind of holistic methods and holistic medications, essentially, on how to improve, you know, wellness in certain conditions without pharmaceutical meds. Um, And then over time, I grew more of an advocate for, you know, certain things like Seeking for a change for the medicine that we have now, essentially. And we actually are super advanced um, in our medical sciences right now. Um, but one of the things that I've been super passionate about and like a huge advocate for is why be one of the countries with the most advances in medical sciences or like, you know, technology and stuff like that when half of the population don't have access to it. Um, So that is one of the things I've been really um, working on, like really just having that in my mind, like, okay, when I have my knowledge and my career and all that stuff, I really want to strive to change that change. um, Doctors like, you know, see you for five minutes and then leave. And like, you still had all this stuff to say, and they are, they had, they're already down the hall. Um, so those things I'm, I'm are on my list of like, this is what I want to work on. Also doctors who, um, who are looking for, you know, the traditional Western medicine, doctors see the symptom, treat the symptom and don't investigate the cause. And that is one of the biggest things that I'm passionate about. I'm like, okay, this has to go. We have to change this. And you know what? We can't blame the physician um, for treating patients this way. It actually comes down to above um, with the insurances and you know the actual billing of the the physician um, that turned it into this. Um, so I just hope in the future we can look more to treating the root cause. Um, Because if the root cause isn't treated, of course, the symptoms are still going to be there. And, you know, you're going to be treating the same symptoms for life because you haven't treated the root cause. So as I grew older, I became more and more and more passionate about certain things. And um, I guess when I applied to medical school and all that stuff and they interview me, I'm going to speak up. You know, I'm going to speak up. I'm not going to be that that traditional, you know, medical student that's just going to say the same, um, the same things that everybody else is saying, you know, I'm going to make sure I share my voice and share my thoughts um, and advocate for the people who don't have that, you know, privilege to say or to speak up. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, because I just want to help people. And like that's everybody saying, oh, I want to help people. OK, but tell me how, you know, do you have a list? So I really my goal is to um, really stand out in medical school and like in, in the interviews and all that stuff and bring in a new, fresh perspective and, you know, improve our health care and accessibility.
0: Yeah, well, that is really great to hear. And. Yeah, and even like, yeah, going through that, I mean, has there been anything that, yeah, I guess really has stood out to you, like within, yeah, I guess your studies and then even your time right now as a personal trainer?
1: Um, well, I've been studying a lot of the brain, um, neurology and like, um, how just the brain just changes everything and like hormones and all that stuff is have been, a big part of my studies right now Um, i've also studied a lot about the gut and the gut is very interesting super interesting um so a lot of people neglect you know your vitamins now i'm like getting all the (laughs) you know the supplement knowledge a lot of people neglect vitamins neglect probiotics all that stuff and don't really see the importance of that But actually, gut health is like, they call it your second brain. Obviously, your brain tells your body what to do, um, when like the breathing, when to do, how to move, you know, um, all these signals constantly going up and everywhere in your brain. Um, But your gut actually has a lot of signals from your brain to your gut. There's a lot of, um, of things that occur in the gut that can change your whole feeling. Like let's say, um, if you have fatigue, if you have um, foggy brain, if you have, um, you know, acne, if you are depressed, if you um, headaches, Lack of sleep, um, bad mood, a lot of things, or, or, cons- or also too, constantly like being sick, um, lack of like immune health, um, a lot of times it's in the gut. Um, your gut flora is just not happy. And so when your gut is not happy, um, all of these symptoms can arise. So um, I've learned too that when, you know, getting on a good probiotic, but also watching what you eat, eating more whole foods, which whole foods, you know, um, you know your vegetables, your fruits, things that, you know, come from the root, you know, where you can tell like, okay, from the tree to my house, it went through all like these two steps. Let's say that's what you would say a whole food is versus a processed food, goes to the factory, gets mixed in with all I don't know what else. Um, and so that is kind of what to stay away from more of the processed foods, um, but eating more whole foods, having a good probiotic, all that stuff can not only improve your immune system um, but improve your overall well being, improve your stress levels, your depression levels, better sleep, a lot, or oh, even your acne, clearer skin like a lot of things it's in your gut. And so, one thing here's an example of what I was speaking about um people looking at the symptoms and not the root cause is let's say you have um a headache but your headache is actually coming from you know an imbalance in your gut you might take some Tylenol or you might take migraine medicine or whatnot and try to treat the headache when in reality you need to work on your gut you need to work on what you're you're giving your gut that way your gut can be happy essentially and have that good bacteria to um, have that good environment, you know. So, I have been really nerding out about the gut. And one thing that I found um, a good statistic is that there's actually more bacteria. Um, and when I mean bacteria, I don't mean like the bad, the, like, I don't mean the bacteria you think about, you know, what I mean the good bacteria and in, in your. Gut. Um, there's actually more bacteria in your digestive system than there is cells in your whole body. It's very interesting. Um, so that's one thing that I've been super interested in recently. <laughs>
0: wow. Well, that is actually really interesting to hear. And as someone who yeah you know, is really fascinated by biology, that is actually quite intriguing to me. But yeah. But yeah. But I am really glad that. Yeah, you've been able to do all of this great research, and probably after this, I'm probably going to actually research that myself, just because. Yeah, I really actually find that really intriguing, and so yeah, even like going forward, I mean, so I know of course that you still have yeah a bit of a journey ahead of you to go from where you are now to to medical doctor, and so how do you see the next the next part of your journey going, and then. Uh, I guess in in addition to that is yeah you know, right now of course um, as we've mentioned before that you are right now a personal trainer so how has that part been yeah I guess so how is you right now as a personal trainer helping to prepare you to to being a medical doctor is that or is that just in addition to it sorry that's a that's a big question but
1: oh yes yeah yeah um, so starting with the first part um, currently. So I finished my bachelor's so I checked one thing off the list. Um, so my next step is actually you know, taking the MCAT and hopefully I only have to take it once and you know get a good grade once, because um, like I said, it's super competitive and it's a $300 plus test. And so it's a seven hour, almost eight hour test as well. So I really don't want to put myself through the financial burden and the task of having to sit again at an almost eight-hour test <laughs> for the second time. So I really hope I do get the first time. Um, but that's coming up soon in September. So wish me luck. Um, and then after that, you know, I would increase my volunteer hours and shadowing hours, which those are super super important for someone who's looking to go into medical school. Um, I would also, I also i'm going to start working on getting my letters of recommendation Um, so i need about three or four letters Um, so those would be from like professors from science science classes um, doctors and just other important like figures in your mentors um, in your life and those relationships are super super important and that is something if i could do it all over again i would do better at Um, I'm the kind of student in college that I just did my work, did my thing and left. I wasn't all up in the professor's office hours. I wasn't like chilling with them. I wasn't like, you know, making a personal relationship with my professors, like to get them to know my name and all that. Like, I just seemed like way too much work for me. And I had a lot of other stuff to do. And I did not have time to get my professor to know me. I just needed my A and move on with my life. Well, now that I'm having to search for letters of recommendation and all these things, I really wish I would have formed those relationships with professors because they can serve as very, very good um, references and really good you know they have mostly have doctors so they have a lot of um, resources and a lot of knowledge and a lot of contacts and the older i get the more i realize that life and success is all about who you know unfortunately that's how it is it's all about who you know it's your networking connections, Um, a lot of things that I have done have been through connections and just, you know, getting myself out there. So that is an important thing. Um, And after I do all of that, I'll apply, which the application cycle starts next May. And after that, I have to wait a whole new year because um, the application starts next May, but it's for the following school year. So it's a whole year of just waiting again to see if I'm accepted or not. And so my thoughts with the personal training was to actually get something that I'm passionate about um, to do on the side while I'm preparing for, you know, the big task of medical school and, you know, everything that I need to do to get there. And also, I feel like in one way or another, it has helped because I bring different perspectives to the table than um, other people who may be applying as well. So with medical school, it's very important that you stand out and you're not just the basic applicant that they see almost every day, you know, doing something unique, having a different perspective, having, you know, energy and, you know, cultures, different, you know, different perspectives is highly what um, a lot of medical schools are looking for now Um, not just your basic you know you know just the person who did that same thing that everybody else does so that's one of the things that i'm striving for you know taking this couple years that i have to develop myself in other areas um while i wait so i can be a more um well-versed applicant.
0: Well, that is really great to hear. And so-
1: And also gain money on the side too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, that is always a great benefit as well. Yes. Well, really, well, first of all, thank you so much for being here. And is there anything else that you would actually like to share before we go ahead and wrap up today's episode? And it's always great being able to speak with you.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to share that a lot of times, you know, do the things that you want to do because you want to do it, do things for you. One thing that took me a while to learn as well is that I was trying to make everybody happy, you know, make everybody happy, do things for everybody else. And then deep inside, I was actually feeling miserable. I was unhappy. Um, I was feeling like I was just lagging and I was feeling just, you know, down. Um, But once you start doing things for you and realizing that whatever you do, someone is still going to be mad. So a lot of times I would tell myself, okay, well, I really want to do this, but I know if I do it, so-and-so is going to be mad at me, or so-and-so is going to not, you know, be unhappy, or so-and-so this. You know what? If it makes you happy, so-and-so is just a so-and-so, you know? Um, so especially choosing careers or just just do what you want to do um, and you know what makes you happy because at the end of the day it's your life and whoever so-and-so is talking or whatever they're saying should be irrelevant (laughs) and it should be you and then later on once you reach where you want to go your success reach your goals that so-and-so is going to be like oh you know just looking at you oh look at that (laughs) so you know everybody's going to talk just gotta brush it off and keep going
0: Well, I really like the way that you ended this. As always, thank you so much for being here. It's always, like I said, it truly is always a pleasure being able to speak with you. And best wishes for your whole journey ahead of you. And of course, for your big test coming up.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully, even though it will be a bit down the line, I can't wait to speak with you when you are finally a med- medical doctor.
1: Oh, thank you. That'll be like, I'll be like 40. <laughs> yeah. But I'll still be here. It'll be worth the wait. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. And thank you, you know, for giving me this experience. I'm really honored that, you know, you saw me as a good candidate, as a guest speaker for your podcast. Um, the best way to contact me would be through Instagram my instagram name is at taina fitness and taina is spelled t-a-i-n-a and then fitness Um, and that's where you know i post a lot of you know the fitness stuff but um i also maybe post here and there about you know cool things about medicine and then of course my life and travels and all that stuff so that's the best way to find me or you could even DM me off of Instagram as well. So look forward to hearing from y'all and thank you, Brandon, for inviting me and having me um, speak at the podcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll talk to y'all later.
1: Thank you. Bye, y'all.